You're listening to the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Emeline Ramos. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Thanksgiving just passed, and a lot of us are still experiencing Thanksgiving one way or another. Right. right? Uh, a lot of us are still eating leftovers. Yes. And a lot of us are still feeling the effects. And by effects, I mean uh, the weight difference from Thanksgiving. Of the leftovers you ate the day of. Right. You're still, yeah, you're still adding, right? Yeah. A lot of us are still adding that turkey weight, right? Yes. Uh, so a lot of us are still experiencing Thanksgiving, and we will experience Thanksgiving for quite a while. Yes. I mean, the holiday is celebrated around eating. Plus, you've been, you know, adding that COVID weight, mm-hmm. right? So then you add turkey weight, <laughs> and now we got a serious weight problem. Yes. Right. So I ran across this article that I thought was so important for us to discuss. It was so on point that I figured I'll have Emmeline read the article and then you and I can interrupt and give our thoughts. Okay. Because I know just by the title of it, I know we're going to have a lot to say. Okay. All right. Emmeline. Five ways to overcome food guilt. See, right there, I knew just by reading the title of the article that it was going to be a good one. First of all, because it's only five. If they had said 63 ways to overcome food guilt, I'd be like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to have to eat a lot of chocolate just to get through the list. Right. Even but, 10 ways would have been a lot. Right. But five, it's like, OK, that's doable mm-hmm. because food guilt is something we all experience. Right. Yep. When you eat something and, and you're really happy and then afterwards you feel really bad. Yeah, it's that roller coaster of highs and lows. Yeah, man. Because let me tell you something. I am so happy eating the chocolate chip cookies. Mm. But once they're done, it's like really bad. Vanilla Oreos. Yeah. See what I'm saying? <laughs> see, you're happy. Yeah. But after you eat them. Oh, vanilla co- Oreos. See, that's the guilt. Our relationship with food can be very complex, especially if we struggle with body image issues. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Right. Who doesn't have body image issues? Who goes into the bathroom, undresses to take a shower, and doesn't glance at the mirror and go, you know, if I could just cut down on the snacks. I'm sure there are people that that do look at the mirror like, yeah. Okay, but we're not friends with those people. No. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not me. We don't know those people. Guilt and shame are two emotions sometimes linked to food that can result in negative eating habits. Although the two are similar, there are distinctions between them that are important to understand to develop a healthier relationship with food. I hope this article doesn't get too like deep into psychology, like the distinction between guilt and shame. Um, They're the same, okay? Let's just say guilt plus shame equals bad feelings. Right. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, you know, I feel guilty but not like shameful. Or I feel kind of shameful but not as guilty. Look. I feel horrible when I eat a whole pack of Oreo cookies, all right? Right. I feel disgusting, okay? I'm not going to be like, what, is it shame or is it guilt? I feel horrendous and I feel fat. And it's a cycle because then after you do it, you're like, now that I feel like this, I might as well eat some more. Right, I might as well get, you know, open the next pack. You know what I mean? (laughs) The difference between guilt and shame. Food guilt is a negative emotion where you feel bad for something you did or didn't do related to a decision or behavior around food. See what I mean? See what I mean? Like, what? Okay, so I ate the pack of Oreos and I feel food guilt. Yeah. Okay, that's easy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The emphasis is on the thing. I did a bad thing. Yeah, I ate a whole pack of Oreos. Right. Nobody feels guilty of eating one cookie. You feel guilty because you ate the whole sleeve of cookies. Yes. Right. In your case, like the whole little eight, the, the, the right. eight vanilla Oreos, or in my case, 
all three rows. Right, right. For example, maybe you made a batch of cookies and then ate too many before bed while standing up in the kitchen instead of sitting down and savoring them. Hold on. Why wouldn't you eat the cookies, you know, right out of the oven? That's the best time to eat them. Why would I take them to the what? To the sofa to savor them. And sit down. Okay, but I'm going to do that for the last three. Right. See what I'm saying? I'm going to eat three, testing them, right? Right out of the oven. Then I'm going to eat another three in the kitchen. Right. And then another three on the way to the living room. And then that's where I'll sit down and I'll savor the final three before the guilt kicks in. And they didn't add the glass of milk you took with you to sit down too. Perhaps you wished you had made a cup of tea. Put two cookies on your plate and slowly eating them at the table. That's food guilt. Okay, that's stupid. Yeah, okay, who eats cookies with tea? That's a waste of two cookies. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't tea and biscuits. Okay, <laughs> no, you don't eat chocolate chip cookies or Oreos with tea. No, because even the tea is gonna be like, you know what? We're not gonna settle well. You know what I mean? I don't belong in this party. Right. We don't, yeah, we don't go together. I wouldn't mix me with those Oreos, okay? And second of all, why would you make a batch and only eat two? And then what happens to the other 10? They're they're suffering. They're waiting to get eaten. Well, I mean, are you guarding them? Is (laughs) there there an adult supervising and standing over them? Because I'm going to get up and get two more you get me like if you tell me to just eat two that to me sounds like eat two at a time right but i'm gonna eat all 12 yes food shame would be thinking i suck i shouldn't have eaten cookies right before bed okay you see what i mean yeah so they're the same yeah it's just that food shame follows food guilt right because i feel bad for eating all 12 cookies and one talks dirtier to you than the other one right and then and then that's when that's when the guilt comes in so shame is like guilt's voice right see what i'm saying because that's when i said guilt kicks in and basically shame gives it a voice and goes you suck yeah you ate two cookies you ate four cookies yeah you ate six cookies yeah go ahead and finish them off why don't you go grab the ice cream while you're at it that's in the freezer yeah (laughs) You keep walking by it every yeah. time you go get two cookies. I didn't even sit down to enjoy them. I'm never going to reach my goals. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Shame is starting to sound like the devil. Well, I like that Shame said you didn't even sit down to enjoy them. Like, that's going to change anything. If I sit down and eat the whole batch of, batch of cookies, I'm still going to gain weight, whether I ate them standing up in the kitchen yeah. or sitting down. Well, I, it also makes me want to argue with Shame. Like, who are you to tell me I didn't enjoy them standing up? Yeah. Who, who are you to tell me I didn't enjoy them standing over the stove? Yeah. I enjoyed them even more taking them out hot. Yeah. And nice. not even not even putting them on the plate, putting them in my mouth. Yeah, nice and where you got to eat them with your mouth open almost. Right. How do you know? How do you know what's good for me? You feel an intense amount of guilt that's a judgment about you as a person because of something related to food. Many of us experience food shame because of our appearance-driven diet culture. Yeah, that's yeah. Instagram right there. Mm-hmm. We think we need rigidity to pursue this ideal appearance we have in our mind. When we break the rules of a diet or other eating advice, we feel guilty and in turn criticize our worthiness. Well, I I thought she was going to say we feel guilty and in turn eat snacks. Yeah, eat more. Ways to develop a positive relationship with food. Okay, here we go. Here are five ways to overcome food guilt and shame to cultivate a better relationship with food once and for all. Number one, don't listen to shame. Number one, lead with compassion. Because food is a huge part of our social lives, it's not realistic to skip happy hours, birthdays, weddings, and almost every event. 
If you catch yourself feeling guilt or shame, first come up with a compassionate response. It's okay that I ate in front of the TV after dinner. Then reaffirm your commitment to your goals. Tomorrow, it's really important for me to not eat in front of the TV. After dinner, I'll brush my teeth and go to bed. So now I need to have arguments with my own shame is what this is telling me. I need to fight back. No, you need to be more like a cheerleader. Like, it's okay that I ate the whole pack of Oreos after eating a full meal. Tomorrow, I'll just get back on track. That's what they mean by leading with compassion. Right. So when you mess up, say, it's okay. Like, you know, like when you leave here tonight, it's okay that you're going to stop at the 7-Eleven and eat eight vanilla Oreos. <laughs> so that's basically just giving you permission to do it. Yeah. No, it's forgiving yourself for messing up. Okay. It's being compassionate. It's okay that I'm going to eat a pack of Oreos every day for the rest of my life. Right. You know? And it's okay that I'm never going to lose the weight that I want to lose because I'm being compassionate and not feeling guilty about it. But that doesn't help my health. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, we should move on to number two. Yeah. Number two, dismantle your food beliefs. We have certain beliefs about food, but our beliefs aren't always facts. Writing a list of your beliefs about food, your body, and exercise, such as pizza makes you fat or white carbs are bad, then dismantle all those beliefs. Okay, uh, what are your beliefs about food? Besides pizza is good, regardless of whether or not it makes you fat. Uh, That eating sweets will make me gain weight no matter what. Okay, so you got to dismantle that? Yeah. Is that what is that what the article is saying? You got to dismantle that? It's telling me I have to dismantle it and be okay with sweets. But see, that seems like we're going backwards. Right. Like, I don't think that should be dismantled. I think that's a pretty good fact. And my problem is I don't know how to just eat the, the two cookies. So uh-huh. if I do go into the sweet avenue, yeah. I get stuck in avenue sweet for a uh-huh. while. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay that you get stuck. Right. Stay in Avenue Suite for a while and then exit. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Where is that belief rooted? In fact, or is it in some arbitrary belief made up by diet culture? No, it's it's rooted in my pants getting tighter. That's where it's rooted. Yeah, it's rooted in history, uh, in personal history. Anytime I eat a pack of Oreos, uh, I'm going to gain weight. Right. Anytime I eat a pack of Oreos, I feel bloated. Anytime I eat a pack of Oreos, I usually end up eating a pack a day. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a gateway to like more snacks. Yes. And then I have to get bigger clothes. Uh, yes. And it costs money. So now I'm spending money on snacks and clothes. Right. Take your thoughts to paper in this way and discover what is and isn't true. Working with a therapist or dietitian if you need help. I think I think what they're trying to get at is like if we have like unreasonable beliefs. Right. You know, like um, if I eat one Oreo, I'm going to gain 50 pounds, right? And it's like, no, you're not. You know, that's that's stupid. You can eat one. You'll be fine. But we're talking about like um, I can't eat one Oreo because I'm going to eat the whole pack. Right. That's a fact. Yes. That's not like, you know, a belief held in fantasy. That's based on prior experience. I can't walk down the cookie aisle because I will shoplift a bunch of cookies. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I need Emmeline to walk down the cookie aisle. I will meet her at the deli. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fact. That's not like, oh, you just be silly. You need to dismantle that. No, I need to live by that. You know, now that you said aisle, one that I've had to stick true to is don't go shopping when you're hungry because these things start jumping into your cart that you didn't mean to buy. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the same thing. It's like when you're ordering takeout. Yeah. Don't order takeout if you're starving. (laughs) 
<laughs> because Emily will order food, bro. When that food arrives, I'm like, uh, are we expecting yeah. uh, 10 people? Company coming over? Yeah, because this is a lot of food. And she's like, oh, I was just so hungry. I go, I know, but now we're going to feel guilty. And oh, what's that knock on the door? That's shame knocking. If you are truly healthy, you're not stressing about what you're eating. If you are truly healthy. If I was truly healthy, would I even be reading this article? No. No. Okay. If you are truly healthy, I don't need psychological advice on food guilt and shame. Okay. I think if you're truly healthy, you don't even like Oreo cookies. Yeah. If I'm truly healthy, I don't even know what this article is about. No. It is recommended to write down the things that at your core you want to live by. Then, when you second-guess your food choices and guilt or shame starts to creep in, recall your values. This article is not helping me avoid snacks. Right. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know why I love chocolate chip cookies so much. I want to know why I can't just eat a row of Oreos and I need to eat more. Why I can't just eat two Oreos. Right. Can you just help me with that, though? Because um, I'm trying to tell you that the food guilt and the shame talking that I get, that little conversation I have with shame, is not strong enough. I'm stronger than shame. Mm -hmm. You understand? And as long as I'm stronger than shame, and as long as I can overcome my guilt, I'm going to be eating snacks. As a matter of fact, we got a batch of brownies waiting in the oven, okay? (laughs) As a matter of fact, sometimes I eat to shut down the shame voice. It's like oh. the more I eat, the quieter it gets. It's Love like, it. I'll, I'll keep eating till you shut the hell up. Love it. It's like, it's like drowning it in yes. food. Yes. If ordering chicken parm because it's what you want, then own it. Even if your friends order a salad because he's trying to be healthy. Again, that goes back to their, like, their number one uh, advice, right? It's okay. If you want chicken parm, own it. You know, If you want that pack of Oreos, own it. You know, If it's buy one, get one free, own it. Right. As a matter of fact, I never got uh, like offended or weirded out when people ordered a salad. I just figured they didn't bring enough money to get the chicken parmesan. Like they just don't need yeah. the salad. Yeah. I, I was never going to be like, oh, oh, man, maybe I should have ordered a salad. Yeah. I'm like, good. That means you don't want none of mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? More for me. Number four, never diet again. Oh, hold on. Never diet again. Okay. So I get this article already. I'm not even done with it. And I understand it. Five ways to overcome food guilt. I get it. They're just saying, listen, just eat. Right. Because if they start off by going, it's okay. And now we're up to uh, don't ever diet. Um, I, I got to find out the source of this article because uh, we going the wrong way. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that whoever wrote this article is overweight. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's like for like Fat Man's Journal. Right. You know and what I mean? And they tried to lose weight a couple times and they did it and then they gained it again and they were like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. You know what? I need more like me. Yeah. Yeah. I need to recruit more. It's okay. Yeah. yeah let me tell people it's okay. Yeah. Let me tell people it's okay because I need to feel it's okay. Right. Dieting isn't helpful. Those external rules are what grows shame the most. Hold on. Those external rules are usually imposed by doctors. Right. So next time you go to your doctor and your doctor's like, you know, uh, you need to lose some weight. You'd be like, you know what? No. My Did I tell you my doctor never told me verbally that I needed to lose weight? He would always write it in the piece of paper that they give you at the end when you leave. And he would never tell me this, but he would write on it obese. 
Uh, and then he just gave me the piece of paper. And yeah. I was like, why didn't you tell me to lose weight? Why you got to nah, write down? Because he wanted me? you to read it. Yeah. He wanted he wanted you to, uh, to read it and yeah. let it sink in. Just let it sink in there. But then again, you know, obese. Technically, I was obese. Really? Yes. Nah. Yes. I was, according to the app that Emmeline had put my, my numbers in, I was obese. Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. So it's obese, and then I was overweight. So I had lost like 20 pounds, and I was still overweight, mm. which is maddening because it was saying that my ideal weight was like 158, 159. And I was like, at one point, I was like 180, whatever. And I was like, I got to get down to what? Yeah. But it's such a wide range, right, that you could be obese, but the word sounds so bad. Like, it, it sounds like. That you're, it sounds like you're dying. It sounds like, you know, you're living my 600 pound life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you're like obese. That's such a strong word. You know what right. I mean? But no, obese is a huge range. Right. You know what I'm saying? But what comes after obese? Cuidado. No, death. We understand that going on your own is scary. Because of this, intuitive eating can be a powerful tool. Intuitive eating is not a powerful tool. Intuitive eating can be dangerous. If you're telling me, you know what? Just, you know, go with what you feel. Right. Dale, dale, whatever you feel like having. I feel like having Oreos. Dale. I feel like having the whole pack. Dale. I, I feel like eating this ice cream. Dale. You know what? I feel like having the tub. It's okay. Dale. I feel like having a whole pizza pie. Dale. I'm alone, but I feel like having dinner for four. Dale. It's okay. <laughs> dale. Here are three suggestions to start this practice. Hold on. Now we're going to three. We were going to five, the top five. Now we're going to the three of the four. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers. We were. Hold we on. only needed to focus on five things. Yeah, five things, but the fourth one has three things, okay? Number one. And by the way, these are suggestions. Right. Okay? They're not rules because we already know that the author does not like established rules. Nope. Number one. Most of the time, eat when you're hungry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Uh, eat when you're hungry as opposed to when you're not. Right. Because, you know, a lot of us eat when we're not even hungry. Correct. Doesn't that happen all the time? Yes. That happens all the time. All the time. I mean, I eat. I wake up with the goal of eating precisely when I'm not hungry. Yes. Because when I'm hungry, I go, what What? What, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So I, I literally wait. Hasta que se me vaya. You know what I mean? And then I pass out. And then I'll wake up and I'll go, you know what? I'm lightheaded, but I'm not hungry, so I should eat. I feel if I wait till I'm hungry to eat, I eat way more. How do you eat when you're not hungry? You just eat. It's time to eat. No, but I'm saying, so you eat, and then before you get hungry, you eat again? <laughs> yeah. Is that how you eat when you're just, not hungry? Just because of habit. Like, sometimes, you know, you're watching TV and you're bored and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go get something to eat. But you weren't hungry. You yeah, were just but, bored. Yeah, but that's snacking. Yes. So they should say, don't snack. That's true. But, you know, eating when you're not hungry makes absolutely no sense. Because right. I, I eat because I'm hungry. Yeah. Or I snack because I'm nervous. Right. Or stressed. Right. Or thinking about snacks. Or bored. Yeah, because just thinking about snacks will make you eat snacks. Yeah. Watching TV, you see commercials about food, and you're like, oh, I think we got Oreos in the kitchen. And you know what? It's okay. Number two, balance your plate. You can still have pizza night. But consider adding a salad for more veggies or making sure you have a protein. I love how they said balance the plate, but they didn't necessarily say to eat the salad. No. So you can basically, you know, balance it all you want, but you don't have to eat it. Right. So once I eat the pizza on that side of the plate, you know, I could just go get more pizza to rebalance the plate. Yeah, now I'm full, so I don't need the salad. Yeah. It, I mean, they didn't say eat it. They just said, you know, balance it out so it looks pretty. Number three, savor your meal. Eat off of a plate or bowl and notice the texture and taste of each bite. Hint, 
Turning off the TV helps. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. So eat off a plate or a bowl as opposed to what? Like eating straight out of the bag. You eat out of a bag? Oh, you're talking about snacks. I'm talking about food. Well, they're probably talking about that. Like, you know, eating straight out of the cookies, straight out of the their little bag or sleeve. They want you to put it. They want you to plate the food. Stop. Stop. I am not going to take Oreos out of the pack. Put them on a plate. Okay. And what what am I going to have to hire a butler? Well, that's what we're supposed to do so we can count them. So you take them out and you're like, you can only have four cookies and you close the bag, put it away, and that's your snack. Yeah, está bien, pero, pero I eat four while I'm putting them on the plate. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, snack time's over. Right, like I'll eat four and then I'll be like, what was I supposed to do? Oh, put four on the plate. Right. And then I'll put four on the plate and then I'll be like, is it four? And then I'll eat two and then I'll be like, oh, it is four. So then I put four. Now I've eaten six. You get me? Right. So, no, I was thinking about food. Okay, so it was snacks that they were referring to, right. putting them on a plate or a bowl. Yes. Okay. And by the way, they said turning off the TV helps. No, it it depresses you. I'm not going to sit with four Oreo cookies on a plate in silence. Okay? You know why? Because that's when shame gets really loud. Yeah. We need the TV to drown the shame out. Yeah. And it takes that, over. Right. And isn't that the point of this article? Yeah. Overcoming guilt and shame. So that's the purpose of TV. Number five, think big picture. Try to shift your perspective when food guilt attempts to rob you of living your fullest life. What are you going to remember a year, three years, five years, ten years down the road? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How did we go from one to ten? Yeah. What are you going to be thinking one year, three years, five? Hold on. Can I answer the first question? Seven years, eight years. Hold on. I'm still stuck in one. Ten years down the road. I I don't, I mean, I'm going to be thinking, I can't believe I read this whole article. And how did it jump to a year immediately? What happened to one week, one month, three months? How about the next day? Yeah. So you ate a pack of Oreos while watching your favorite Netflix show. Mm -hmm. What are you going to think tomorrow? I'm going to be thinking, according to this article, that it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That I can always start again tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. And I don't know, uh, I guess 10 years from now, it'll be 10 years of doing the exact same thing every single day. You will never remember the food you didn't eat or the number of calories you consumed or the run you did. Uh, I will tell you that that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I will remember the run I did because uh, running hurts. You know what I mean? It's not like um like when I eat Oreos, right? Like I'll eat uh, a bunch. And you'll be like, how many did you eat? I'd be like, I have no idea. And you'd be like, you ate eight. Do you remember the fifth one you ate? I'd be like, no. Nope. Right? But if you said, uh, how about that 5K you ran in Chicago a couple of years ago? I can tell you how it felt. Yep. I can tell you how cold it was. I can tell you how much my legs hurt. I can tell you how much I hated myself uh, and how much I regretted registering for the race. I okay? can tell you every K of the 5Ks that I ran. Right. How I was doing. Right, how it felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I disagree. Yeah, and I disagree that you won't remember the food you didn't eat. I I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember if I pass on a good cookie, mm. like when I went and I dropped off my son, they had gifted him for his birthday these like gourmet cookies. Oh. And he had like a huge gourmet chocolate chip cookie and a huge gourmet um cookies and cream chocolate chip cookie, and um, I didn't take a piece. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> like I regret it. Right. And, and and you can ask me that a year, two years, three years from now, five years from now, seven years from now, 10 years from now. And I'll be like, you know, that cookies and cream chocolate chip cookie. I regret not taking a piece. Yeah. My biggest regret is usually when I go to a restaurant and I don't see the dessert menu first and I eat too much and then I don't have room for dessert. I get upset. Yeah. Because it's like I should have seen the dessert because they're really good. Do you still look at the dessert menu? Oh, yeah. 
and then you still you still wonder what it would have been like? No, I don't wonder. I take it home. Nice. I'm like, can you take it to go, please? And what if they go, no, but you we got to be careful because, you know, the calories and, and the food choices. Yeah, make it two, please. Oh, <laughs> because it's okay. Yeah. But you will remember the experiences you had and the people you engaged with. And that's what it's all about. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, this article is really saying what? Enjoy your experiences. Enjoy your time with food. Whether you eat too much or not enough, just enjoy it. Ideally, enjoy it with somebody else. Right. And don't feel bad about it. Don't let shame ruin the moment. And don't let the big voices in your head ruin your moment with food either. Enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go all in, go all in. Right. But uh, having said that, in all seriousness, it's hard. It is. It's hard because you want to indulge. You know that it's good to indulge. But when you do, you feel bad that you did. And you've got to tell yourself it's okay. It's okay. I had to tell myself it's okay this past week because I've been doing good. I've lost 24 pounds. Uh, But then for Thanksgiving, I had too many desserts. So this week I gained two pounds. By too many desserts, what do you mean? I ate a, a piece of pumpkin pie. Then I had a... When you say a piece of pumpkin pie, is it like a regular piece or a, or a giant piece? No, a regular piece. Okay, regular piece. Go ahead. Then I had a regular piece of flan. Okay. Then I had uh, the sister-in-law made this like a uh, layered uh, spice cake with frosting. All right, I'm going to stop you right there because um, now you're into your third piece. Yeah. Are these in a row or is time elapsed in between them? No, these were like one right after the other. This is back to back to back. <laughs> yes. Okay, because you're losing me because I, yes. I was I was completely behind you. But now I'm like, uh, I'm creating some distance between <laughs> us because uh, so you're on to your third piece, literally. So so while you're eating the pumpkin pie, you're already looking at the flung. Oh, yeah. I was making sure there was flung left and, oh. that, and that it didn't fly. I'm like, I need to get a wow. piece of that. So, while you, so, so you're eating the flung. Before the, what is it, the other third one? It was like a spice cake. So you chose the flan before the spice cake because the flan was probably going to go. Yes. So you're looking ahead. Yes. You're Planning like, ahead. It's you're like a like, chess game. You're strategizing. Yes. All right, so go ahead. So now you're having the- It's okay. like a pumpkin spice cake. Okay, so now you're in the pumpkin spice cake. Go ahead. Yeah, and then after that one, that was it. But I ate three pieces of dessert. When you say that was it, I got a feeling it wasn't it because you were full. I feel like that's all they had for dessert. Well, yeah, there was three choices. Ah. A piece of each. So if they had like another platter of whatever, I would have probably you tried it too. Yeah. See, I would have bought a platter of vanilla Oreo cookies. Ooh. And you would have been like, what? Dangerous. Let me get that whole platter. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Good luck the next day. Yeah, exactly. That was the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Emeline Ramos. The professional reader. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my shows, mi gente, you can go to EllieCastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. You can find me under at Jose A-Rod. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're snacking late at night with the one you love. And it's okay. Yippee. Hasta la próxima. Palante.